Hello and welcome to the last instalment to Meet the Coaches. I'm Liam, the manager of Black Country Barbell, and today we have the very beautiful Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hey, mate, you're right. Yeah, I'm doing good, thank you. Um, so today we're just going to learn a bit more about you, what you're doing, what your coaching style is like, and what you're all about. So why don't you just take that away for us? Yeah, so been coaching now for coming on six years, I think. Yeah, started in 2014 at Pure Gym. Lots changed over those six years, say the least, uh, especially my, my general training, um, ideologies and like coaching style and stuff like that. I tend to focus more around uh, just general strength progression with my clients. So obviously I've still got clients that want to lose weight or they have like competitions or they might be training for specific sports, but everything sort of comes down to those same like factors of general strength. So it doesn't matter if your goal is to lose weight, in my eyes, there's no point losing weight if you can't do anything with that body that you've now got. Yeah, definitely. So that's the way I kind of um, look over things, I guess. Cool, cool. Um, so we've got a little game just to get us warmed up and get the uh, creative juices flowing. So it's just a, a quick fire, either or a challenge. So I'm going to give you two options and you're going to say one or the other. So there's only like 20 okay. of them, so it'll be like quick fire. Okay, you ready? All right, then. let's go. So, cardio or weightlifting? Weightlifting. Rowing or bike? Bike. Deadlift or squats? Deadlift. Press-ups or pull-ups? Press-ups, can't do pull-ups. <laughs> Planks or hollow holds? Hollow holds. Trials or treadmill? Oh, trials. Protein or carbs? Carbs. Smoothies or fresh juice? Uh, fresh juice. Heavyweights or body weight? Heavyweights. Steaks or sushi? Oh, steaks. Whiskey or bourbon? Bourbon. The occasional treat or total dedication to the cause? The occasional treat. There's stuff total dedication. Coffee or energy drinks? Coffee. Nando's or Chiquitos? Oh, Nando's all day. Photos or videos? Oh, uh, stick to my roots. <laughs> very good. You answered it quite well. Very good. Very good. Solid. A little bit, a bit of a, a bit of fun. So, in there, you, you obviously in your little introduction, you talked about how uh, you've been a coach for about six years now. Um, so, can you tell me about a coach or a program that you've done that's changed the way that you coach? Uh, yeah, that's um, that's a tough one. I mean, I don't. I don't really like, I've, I've, I've never really done a full-on program that someone else has wrote. I've always self-programmed pretty much or like used snippets of other people's stuff that I kind of like and I feel is relevant to myself. Um, and then again, with like coaches or like, you know, more well-known, more well, well-known people, I don't necessarily seem to follow a lot of those people so I'd say for me like my biggest influences towards how I coach now are generally the main people that I work with and the people that are around me um more so since I've been at Barbell um you know working alongside like you know Connor Jake and Alex you can take bits of everything they do even Jake's like weird little exercise choices that he likes to make you can take some and you can kind of utilize that to your own advantage and it was the same when I was at Pure Gym, like talking to some of the lads I work with there, like Chris and Harry, like they had 
very different styles of how they approach training. And it was good to kind of use the bits that you felt worked for them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying that everything that, you know, that Jake says or that Chris said or that Connor says is gospel, but there's always truth in what, there's always a bit of truth in what people say. It's good to kind of pick up on those little bits that yeah. you can kind of get on board with. And then I tend to introduce that to my, um, my clients that way. Okay, that's really cool. So you kind of like take a bit of everything and make your own cauldron of knowledge. That's the uh, one, yeah. <laughs> so you said, obviously, with being a PT at BCB as well, you do a lot of like media and stuff like that. And obviously you do a lot of uh, photography as well. Recently, you've just put up like some prints up on Etsy and things like that, which look really cool. Uh, do you really enjoy doing like the photography side of it? Or are you more like into PT? Or is it like kind of 50-50 love of both worlds? Yeah, at the moment, it's definitely a 50-50. Like, I think, like, I still love coaching and coaching is still, like, my main source of income and my main, like, pastime. But, I don't know, I, I tend to like, other, I tend to ha- like to have a lot of things going on. Yeah. And my always my biggest issue is I've never been able to keep a hobby as a hobby. It's always gone from a hobby into a career path or some form of business idea. Yeah. Which is, both good and bad so I do enjoy like doing my photography and video and it's definitely going further than I thought it would have gone yeah and definitely kind of getting up to that you know platter of where my PT is at at the moment and it's got the potential to surpass it but I've got no plans coming up where I give up one for the other like they are kind of both together yeah, running alongside each other, living a hectic lifestyle. <laughs> You're always doing it between photography and then like PT, and at the same time, you're always in the back editing and doing stuff for us as well. Yeah, it's always fun and games. It is. I mean, you obviously, you did my wedding as well, and obviously, like we've got those pictures on Thank display you for that. and things like that, uh, which are really cool. As soon as you like them, though. yeah, really good. Now, just jumping back to obviously PT and that kind of stuff. What's your favorite non-traditional form of exercise? So you can go into the gym and yeah, you can go lift up some dumbbells and barbells and stuff like that. But if you're non-traditional, what's your favorite? Oh man, I'd have to take this back about 10 years to when I used to dance properly. I think that's always kind of been my, um, that was always my introduction into fitness anyway. Okay. Like I did plenty of sports growing up, but the one that proper stuck and resonated with me is when I did breaking. Um, so, and I still like to try and, you know, dabble in that, but obviously a little bit heavier now, it gets a little bit tougher, <laughs> plus the injuries. But um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say dance in general and breaking was probably, it's probably my favourite non-traditional exercise. Yeah, that's really cool. So you, Good for the soul have, as well. Because we do see you like break out and dance sometimes at the gym when you're doing your PT, watching them do the sets and then we're just hey, around there we go. Got to have a little, got to have a little two-step. <laughs> What's your favourite fitness product that you've ever purchased? Oh, are we talking like a supplement we used or like a piece of equipment? Let's do both. Let's do equipment and then a supplement. Okay, well, supplements are short as list because I don't really take any. Um, the only one I've literally ever taken is like consistently would be protein. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a boring one. But I think um, I think my favourite like fitness equipment I've ever bought, I'm going to use two. And I think that's kettlebells and fat grips yeah. just because of the, the variety they've got behind them. Like I can't stand like single use things. 
are you like buying skipping rope like you're only going to skip with that whereas you put your money in stuff like a kettlebell or fat grips like they've got a lot more versatility to them and you can do a lot more different things with them Get a and more especially for exactly and um kettlebells especially you can do everything with them you can work every single body part with it in five ten twenty different ways yeah so i think it's quite a good um that's probably my favorite bit of kit i use and i use that consistently in pt as well so I know, like, especially like during lockdown, um, I managed to get hold of some kettlebells and that's what I've been using for my workouts. And I've never used them before lockdown and I've found that they are really versatile. Just going through stuff with Lewis and he's been giving me like loads of different movements to do and obviously just working with kettlebells and just grabbing a resistance band. It's just like a lot of, lots of different variety that you can do with them. Exactly, man. Exactly. So... One of the questions that we keep getting asked is how frequently should people change up their workout routine? So in your opinion, should people be like doing a different workout like every month, uh, every like program is in like 12 weeks and then change it up? Or do you think it's important to like change it up just to keep it fresh, keep you motivated? Uh, I think, um, I think the idea of like adjusting your training on a regular basis is quite beneficial, but it depends on how you're adjusting it. I would never recommend like fully going from like, right, here's one program and fully just flipping it on its head and doing something different. Like when people go from one week, they're doing, you know, they might be on the last week of their strength cycle and they're doing like a max out, you know, just one rep sets. Yeah. And then the next week for, or for some reason, they're back into like high volume work and they're doing like 15 reps a set. And it's like, it just seems a bit like two ends of the spectrum. I always recommend, I always recommend like I always recommend six to eight weeks for any like one program, but then you can change it up just by like exercise selection. So you could you could simply keep running the same sort of program, but you know you might change your bench out for an overhead press. Yeah. Um. You might change your normal back squat out for front squats or split squats, something like that. So I think there's plenty of ways to adjust it without actually flipping the program entirely. But yeah, I think it's just um important to like establish your goals during that program and then see how how you can adjust it to still maintain that goal just keeping on the the wavelength of obviously fitness and things like that but taking it a bit more personal level now obviously for people like getting motivated and to get ready to do a workout a lot of people do use like energy drinks all this stuff like that now i know you're a bit of a connoisseur of the bourbons and the whiskeys have you ever used any alcohol to get you to get that PB of you always going oh, 100%, 100%. 100%. I think it was, was it last summer? Might have been last summer at June. It was definitely the first summer at the gym. It was like a regular occurrence that I was going next door, getting a bottle of beer and then training, like we've drinking it. And I know we've got, I'm pretty sure there's a video somewhere of Jake doing a, a front squat hold whilst necking off a bottle of Desperados. And yeah, like there's plenty of time. I think I pulled, in fact, I pulled my 200 kilo deadlift whilst having a beer. That was my, my intra workout set. So yeah, man, alcohol's the way forward. Obviously, we don't <laughs> recommend this in BCB. If you want to try it at a different gym, go ahead. <laughs> um, but obviously, on the, the, the wavelength of beers as well, you do like your craft beers, don't you? you do the- yes, I do. So what, in your in your opinion of your very extensive experience of craft beers, what's your top three? Oh, man. Okay, so Northern Monk is a brewery I kind of like from up in Leeds. That 
some of their stuff. They've got this one called Jungle Juice that's probably my all-time favourite. And then you've got stuff from Brewdog that I do like as well. Yeah. Um, which is Elvis Juice. It's probably my favourite out of them. Um, what's the third one? And Lewis introduced me to a banana bread beer a few years back. And yeah. I've recently found that again in the shops. And that is just out of this world. So, yeah, I'd say we're going to go Northern Mung Jungle Juice, Brew Dog Elvis Juice, and then Banana Bread Beer. Sounds like, it sounds like a good list. I'll give them a go. With, obviously, beers and stuff like that, they're quite high in calories and things like that. Mm-hmm. With cheat days, do you think that they're a good idea or do you think that they're a bit more, you should stay away with them, especially if you're on a strict diet, or do you think it's important to have those days where you can just indulge and get back to that little bit of normality before going back into it? Yeah, I think it, um, it is very goal dependent. Like I think, I think personally cheat meals over cheat days, like don't go crazy because you can, do, you can undo a week's worth of hard work in a day. Yeah. So if you think oh, I'm going to have a cheat day, right in the morning, I'm going to have like a cooked breakfast and then I'm going to have like, you know, burgers or pizza and stuff for tea and I'm going to drink a load of alcohol. Like that could completely ruin your calorie deficit for that week pretty much. So I think just to go for a cheap meal would be more ideal in the wide range of things. But then um, again, depends on like your goal. Like, you know, if you're strength training, half the time it doesn't really matter because you want to be in a calorie surplus anyway. But say if you're getting ready for a show, i.e. bodybuilding, or you're um, competing like one of Jake's clients and they've got a fight coming up, or, you know, you might be a, a, an athlete that's got like a big competition coming up or a big game coming up, then that has to take the front foot. Yeah. So you've got to think, oh, right, yeah, I might want a cheat meal. I might feel a bit run down, but tough shit. Like that's the, this is your goal. This is coming up. This is what you've got to do. And these are the sort of um, things you've got to sacrifice to get that. But then again, like, if you do have the option where you can have a cheat meal, then yes, I do think they are quite important to have just on a mental level. Yeah. Just to kind of break up that week and yeah. Cause if you're eating just like the same mundane stuff over and over again, just trying to exactly. keep it down. It yeah, exactly. Like <clears throat> tedious. It, it makes training a lot harder as well then, because if you're, if you're run down in that sense and you're not enjoying what you're eating and you're, you know, suffering from it mentally, then your training is going to suffer because you're not going to be able to put 100% into your sessions because, quite frankly, you're not going to be able to be asked to. Yeah. So you're, you're I think... It, exactly. So I think it's um, just kind of understanding and seeing these little uh, issues or pointers that might be leading to a, a bad spell in training yeah. and just sort of addressing it there and then. And if it means, like, you know what, one day a week you're going to have a pizza or a burger or something like that, then... Mm-hmm. Who cares? Like you're the one that's accountable at the end of the day. So as long as you're working hard in the gym and getting your sessions in, and in the week you can honestly say 100% that you've stuck to your, you know, regimented meal plan or whatever or calories, then there we go. Like you know, you know, you know your body better than anyone else. Yeah. So you like, I think after it comes with experience. Like after like the training I've done for the last like six years, like fair enough. I'm not renowned to stick into like meal plans. Like it doesn't really bother me. But if it was, like, I know my body better than anyone else. I know that I could wake up one morning and think, I'm feeling a bit sluggish today. Right, I'm going to walk my carbs a little bit today. 
to kind of because I've got a big session coming up. Like you know that no one else does. So yeah. it's a decision and a, that you've got to make yourself. I think. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I know, like with myself, um, I love my food, and like I've said in that previous podcast, that it's something that my world literally revolves around. I'm like working out what I'm having for breakfast, what I'm having for lunch, what I'm having for dinner. And then mm-hmm. especially at the minute while I'm on this training program, it's a case of, well, I've had a really low calorie breakfast and lunch so I can have a bit more of my evening meal. So like, exactly. Just about trying to balance it out that way. Um, yeah, exactly. And again, like if you are doing things like that, I think a social aspect can be affected by it as well. So mm-hmm. it is important. Like you said, if you've got like, a birthday coming up for argument's sake and you know you're going out for a meal with your friends or you know you're going to have a heavy night out yeah well the days leading up to it you know just hold back a little bit on some calories the yeah. day of like same thing like be extra cautious for like say breakfast and lunch so you've got some calories left over for your evening meal yeah. and then you can actually enjoy yourself so i mean i've seen it a lot when i've been out for meals with friends or family or whatever and certain people might be on calorie deficits and, you know, we go into a meal that does proper nice food, a place that does proper nice food, sorry. And they, they're ordering like the simplest, blandest thing on the menu just to kind of keep those calories. Mm-hmm. And um, some people can do that. Some people have got no issue with doing that. And like, I'm not saying it's wrong, but some people do. So I think there are ways of getting around it and still hitting that goal. Yeah, yeah of course. Of course. I, mean, I, like, I know personally I, could, I couldn't do that. It would be a case of I need to have some nice food if I'm going out for a meal. I don't see, like, I, I couldn't have, the, well, want to, the effort to go out to somewhere to get, like, dressed up and get ready to go and mm. then just have a really shit meal. Like Exactly. Me, I want to have a nice meal. I want to enjoy myself. So just having that, like I said, just banking a few calories, like, over the days, it all mounts up and then you can enjoy yourself a bit more on the day. Exactly. It's like with, it's like when, with us at the gym, like, if we all decide to go to Cock and Ball one night, we go in Cock and Ball for a dirty burger and a beer. Like, you ain't going to go to Cock and Ball and have a salad. So it's kind of that <laughs> kind of thing. Is like, in that day, you just kind of hold back a little bit and save those calories up. Yeah, definitely. Now, one of the questions that um, I was, oh, well, that we asked in one of the previous podcasts, which I quite liked, I'm just going to spring on you now. What is your secret to happiness, Tom? Because you're always a happy chappy, aren't we? What is my secret to happiness? Um, oh, man. I think it's just like not, as weird as it sounds, like not caring too much. Like, I'm yet to read the book, but I feel like this book's very much on my wavelength. Is the sort of art of not giving a fuck. Right, okay. And like, I think it's like, there's too many people that care too much on other people's opinions. You know, like, they care about people, what people think about how they dress, how they act, how they train you know, what they upload on social media. And I think it's just like, for me personally, I just couldn't care less. <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? I'll, I mean, you've seen me in the gym, I'll wear some, some Larry outfits and I'll come up with some questionable items, but <laughs> that's just me and I couldn't really care. And I think that's it, man. I think it's just do what you want when you want. As long as you're reason. comfortable. As long as you're comfortable and you're happy, like it doesn't matter, like. Yeah, it doesn't, everyone else's happiness doesn't really matter. Like yours is what's number one. So as long as you're happy, you shouldn't care what other people think. Basically, exactly. Brilliant. Well, you heard it here first, guys. The secret to happiness: don't give a fuck. There we go. In true TV fashion. <laughs> so there we go. That is our last Meet the Coaches podcast with our lovely, lovely Tom. Uh, if people Thank want you. to get in contact with you, Tom, where would that be best to do? 
Um, so Instagram mainly. So you've got two options. You've got at, you've got at underscore Tom Bowen and you've got at underscore Shop by TB. Um, hit me up on either. I'm usually more on my Shop by TB one, but yeah, man. Either or. And uh, where uh, where can they get hold of your prints? Let's do some plugging. Uh, oh, plug, plug, plug. So on my prints again, you can either DM me directly over Instagram, um, or you can go through Etsy.com and find me on there under Shop by TB. Um, it is cheaper to go directly through me because Etsy takes money off me, so I have to increase the price on Etsy. But yeah. So go direct. Cut out the middle one. Go direct. There we go. DM, DM, DM. <laughs> and there you have it. Well, thank you very much for joining us again. And uh, we'll see you thank all you soon with man. a new set of uh, podcasts. Say bye, Tom. Goodbye. Nice one. See you later, mate. Thank you very much. <laughs>